are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter McCown. going to cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how Kirk Cousins will not play on Sunday night as the Green Bay Packers get set to take on the Minnesota Vikings. This news broke on Friday that Kirk Cousins tested positive. He enters health and safety protocols, and it will in fact be Sean Mannion in his stead. Now, we do not have to go into all of the intricacies of why it is better to face Sean Mannion than Kirk Cousins. I think that the audience is smart enough to do that for itself. You guys, I trust you. This is not difficult. Sean Mannion, much worse than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a good, not great quarterback. So this is an enormous problem for the Minnesota Vikings. What I want to discuss instead, because this was put out there by a couple Packers media people that I saw and people who I generally think have, you know, smart takes on certain things. And that is that missing out on the chance to face Kirk Cousins is somehow a detriment to the Packers as they try and get sharp for the postseason. And, you know, there's this idea that, oh, another chance to face a quality offense would give you a better idea of what your team is, what you're good at, what you're not. And my thing is, if you don't know at this point in the season what you are, who your players are, what they do well, and what you as a team both do well and struggle with, where you're vulnerable, then it doesn't matter if you play Kurt Warner and the greatest show on turf Rams, you were just SOL. It was not going to matter who you played because you're not going to learn anything because you haven't learned anything to this point. Why? If you haven't learned it to this point, if you don't know now what you are, that's it. And one more game is not going to help you see it. Now, are there useful data points? Sure. But here's the other thing. You go back and you look at that Vikings game, the Justin Jefferson backfield package, the Bears use that. They could also expose themselves to things with Kirk Cousins or not that other teams could use. In some ways, I think there's a case that you'd rather face dog teams, teams that are not going to reveal anything about your team to a playoff opponent, because that's the thing, right? How are you getting better in advance of the playoffs? That is what matters to the Green Bay Packers. That is what should matter to the fans. How are you getting better? And I understand this idea, iron sharpens iron. But go back to last year. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, before the bye, they lost three of four. They lost to the Saints. They lost to the Rams. They lost to the Chiefs. Three pretty good teams with pretty good quarterbacks. The Rams, well, we know what they had. And then to close the season, 
They played a crap Falcons team, a 4-12 and team. They played a crap Lions team. And they played a, a Vikings team that the Packers are about to face only with Kirk Cousins. But they did not even finish in the playoff mix, much like this Vikings team is not going to finish in the playoff mix. If Green Bay wins, Minnesota's out. We're going to talk about some of the playoff scenarios coming up in a little bit because a lot of people have questions on that. Then, after playing that final month, that craptastic schedule, they went into the postseason, they beat Washington, LOL. Then they won in New Orleans against the Saints and Drew Brees. Now, albeit against Drew Brees' al dente arm, but then they went into Green Bay and they beat the Packers and they beat the Daylights out of the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They didn't need a tensile test. They didn't need a litmus test. Those things are for me. They're for you. They're not for the Packers. The team doesn't need it. Now, maybe we do. Go back to 2010. In week 16, Green Bay blows out the Giants to keep their playoff hopes alive. And that was a, oh, this team, this team is scary. This team, this team is, is real. That's for us. That Packers team, they knew they were really good. Clay Matthews, Charles Woodson, Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, they knew they were really good. They didn't need that. They didn't need that. We did. The fans did. You wanted to get excited about the Packers. Well, they also had to win to get to the postseason. They also played a Bears team in Week 17 that didn't really try, but played their guys for some reason. I, I wouldn't say that was a good test for them. And the, the NFC Championship game didn't look almost anything like it. They didn't need that. We did. These litmus tests, I think, are mostly for us, not for the team. The team does not need them. And, you know, this is coming from the chat. Some playing Sean Mannion doesn't make you better. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, and and by the way, the the uh, the commenter in question, Vex, uh, says, I don't think it ultimately matters. I agree. You don't think they learned something from playing the Browns and Baker Mayfield, who is not good? You don't think they learned something from Tyler Huntley, who's not good? They didn't play well in those games, but they still learned something. If anything, they learned you can't take these teams for granted because they could still come out and play well enough to beat you. These are still NFL players. You have to have that intensity every time you go out there or you can get beat. Now, what I want to see and this is crucial to me. If if there is something that I want to see, not a litmus test, because I don't think you're going to see bad quarterbacks in the playoffs, is I want to see, I want Joe Barry to assuage my concerns with his approach. Because for most of the year, he said, we're going to play soft off, too deep, and we're going to we're going to stop the run well enough with our nickel personnel and small personnel and two deep safeties and we're not going to give up big plays and we don't think you can be as efficient as us right we've talked about this all season long but against the ravens and against the browns teams that cannot beat you over the top cannot are physically like baker mayfield could not get enough zip on his throws to beat anyone down the field. 
The only deep throws you can remember from that game is the one to Darnell Savage that he never should have thrown, lollipop interception, and the deep comeback uh, with Russell Douglas that he picked. He could not drive the ball anywhere, and yet Green Bay insisted playing eight yards off and bailing. Why, I do not know. Okay, the Vikings come in. Adam Thielen, not going to play. KJ Osborne is a nice player. Justin Jefferson, obviously an incredible player, a really, really, really good player. One of the three or three to five best receivers in the league. It's like Devontae Adams, and then you can start making the case for Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup and those other guys. It's just him. And with Sean Mannion, the only thing you're worried about is Dalvin Cook beating you. You cannot worry about Justin Jefferson because you have to trust that Sean Mannion can't pick you apart. That means not playing eight yards off. That means not playing two deep safeties all the time. That means selling out to stop Dalvin Cook, pressuring the bejesus out of Sean Mannion, and if you have to, double Justin Jefferson. Now, Jair Alexander, not expected to be back in this game, although practiced the last two weeks, which is a great sign. I would think he is going to play certainly in the playoffs, but maybe in this regular season finale against the Lions because the Packers are probably going to need him to. I don't see the Cowboys losing to this dog Cardinals team. I just don't. And that's the scenario. If the Cardinals beat the Cowboys, the Packers can cruise in week 18. And I probably said week 17 because this is all just screwed up because the the new math. This is, this is an important game. Next week is an important game, but if Jair's not ready or even close to not ready, you wait because what you need him for is the postseason. We don't know if David Bakhtiari can come back. We don't know if Zadarius Smith can come back. There's a lot of people in the comments right now on YouTube saying they think that Zadarius Smith has played his last game as a Packer. I tend to agree. He hasn't even come close to practicing, it seems like. And you'd think he'd need to practice in the regular season to have any chance to be around for the playoffs. That might just be over. You get Jair Alexander back, and maybe that solves these problems. Remember, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. If if you just have Eric Stokes and Jair Alexander out there, you can probably play eight yards off in bailing and be fine because those guys are so twitchy and so explosive. Russell Douglas, him playing off coverage is actually the best place for him because he's not a speed threat. But if it's third and one, you can't be eight yards off. So... I want to see Joe Barry to make me feel good about the, the plans that you have for the playoffs. Attack it that way. Now, the other side of that, and I, I think this is important too. The teams you're going to have to beat in the playoffs. Let's say the Packers get the number one seed, that they win these next two games, which they should. They're going to be favored by two touchdowns in both of them. Is you're not going to face Baker Mayfield, Tyler Huntley, or Sean Mannion in the postseason. You get the number one seed in the second round. You're probably playing the four or the five, maybe the six or the seven, but probably the four or the five. That means Kyler Murray or Matthew Stafford or Tom Brady or Dak Prescott or Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, it it may mean Jalen Hurts, right? But that is also a run first team. Are you going to just let them run the ball? 
Can't do that. Now, I don't I don't see the Eagles winning their, their first matchup, especially if it's a 2-7. But even if it's a 3-6, I just think the top of the, the NFC is so much better than, than those middle and bottom teams. Green Bay, Dallas, LA, and Tampa Bay, they're just better than everyone else. They're just better than everyone else. And so if the plan works against Matthew Stafford, which we've seen, it does. I think it's a plan that would work against Tom Brady. We've seen it work against Kyler Murray. At the same time, I think what what I want to see is um, Joe Barry's willingness to adapt what he wants to do to week to week say, I know this is what we do. This is this is who we are. But I think this gives us the best chance to win this week. And, And it doesn't always mean playing the hits. It doesn't always mean doing what you have done the week before. You need to be adaptable. The Packers offense with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers and all those guys, they've shown that they can do that. We haven't seen that Joe Barry can do that consistently yet. And we did at times. But it just so happens that the things he wanted to do were the best ways to attack Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Now, it's also the best way to attack those guys in the postseason. So maybe we'll continue to see that. But just to prove to me, do it for me. Not for you, for me. And for my audience and for the fans. That there is an adaptation level here that says, okay, this is the week. That's just here's here comes zero blitz. Here comes, here comes the all-out. Here comes some press man coverage. Here comes the hard double on Justin Jefferson. Here comes linebacker to press, cornerback behind, or cornerback press, safety shaded way over. Give him the Bulldog 17 look, play single high, and Make Dalvin Cook beat you and and any receiver. Make KJ Osborne and Tyler Conklin beat you. They're not gonna. Spoiler alert, they're not gonna. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. It's new new year. That means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Even if it's not, you've probably been eating not so great the last week or so, like me, or maybe the last 21 months or so, maybe like me. I have incorporated Bilt Bar into my diet because it makes me feel better about eating something that tastes delicious to me because not only are they delicious, all covered in 100% chocolate, but they're low in calories, low in net carbs, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. What more could you ask for in a food? I had one quite literally today. I had one yesterday. You don't need to have something full of calories to have something delicious. Built Bar is proof of that. So many flavors to choose from. You don't like coconut? I love coconut. The coconut almond's amazing. The coconut puff is unbelievable. They've got other flavors, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie. Right now, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So I got a great question on the Locked On Packers fan hotline. If you want to hit us up there, you can do that. 920-341-3775. Drop me a text. Leave me a voicemail. And the question was, and I thought this was really, really interesting. The question was, why not use A.J. Dillon more on opening drives versus Aaron Jones? And the premise of this was, you know that you're going to get three, four yards every time that that A.J. Dillon touches the ball because he's just going to run over some tackles. You're not going to get negatives. And not that Aaron Jones is a is a bad player by any means. He's not. He's not at all. 
But if the defense is coming out fired up and they're shooting gaps and they've got stuff schemed up, then you you want your hammer back there. That's the premise of this. I think this is an interesting idea. I will I will counter with an answer. I would like to see them both on the field at the same time. I would like to see more 21 early in games. Make teams decide how are they going to play to these two running back looks. Are they going to play big? Because if they are, you spread them out and you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on linebackers and safeties running routes and getting open down the field. And if they're going to play with light personnel, hey, it's RPO time. It's downhill run time. It's A.J. Dillon in the backfield running inside zone with that swing motion from Aaron Jones. And it is big boy football time. Would love to see that. I want to see Green Bay dictate some of these matchups. And and the point was made in the comments, and I think it's a good one. And I think I think it was it's such a good one because I wrote about it for The Leap today, in fact, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to, that in the second half of some of these games that Green Bay has not been able to put away, I almost said for whatever reason. No, I know the reason. What's interesting is it's not the defense. It's the offense. It's the offense and special teams. Mason Crosby biffed the field goal late against the Rams, or that's a two-score game. Mason Crosby biffed the Bengals game, or that is a much more comfortable Packers win. And then it's the offense. It's the offense. Late in some of these games with a chance to step on the throat of the opponent, unable to. Or they're up 10. You know, you, you go back to the Cardinals game. If that Aaron Jones play is not overturned, they've got a two-score lead and the game's over. Instead, you know, they they have the, th- the third and one that becomes third and five because of the false start. And oh my God. And it's just like, then it becomes fourth and one. You don't get it. And... That gives the Cardinals a chance to almost go the length of the field to shock the Packers in a game that Green Bay controlled from the outset without Devontae Adams, without Alan Lazard, without Marquez Valdez, Scantling. It's been the offense in the second half of these games that has not been able to keep the pedal to the floor. This is the best second quarter team in football by far. You'd like to see them get out to a little bit hotter of a start. I mean, think about if they're the best second quarter team in the league, they're the best counterpuncher in the league. Let's see them come out with early offense. They were the best script that maybe we've ever seen. The best script team last year. They were unbelievable on first drives last year. Record-setting offense. We should expect that to come back a little bit, right? But they're they're like middle of the pack to bad now. I would expect that to creep back up eventually. We just haven't seen it so far. So is A.J. Dillon the answer there? In a way. In a way, because I think going to some of those heavy looks early, the 21 personnel stuff early, I think is the best way to um, attack defenses and to dictate terms. This is how we're going to play. How are you going to play? And make them make a decision on that. Um, Lee wants to know, how about Jair Alexander playing both sides of the ball? He says, curiouser and curiouser. Uh, Malafleur did hint, for those of you who did not see it, Matt LaFleur did, in fact, hint that Jair Alexander did some practicing with the offense. Um, Tom Silverstein reporting that that was more about um, the the receiver injuries. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scanling is back. He was activated off the COVID list. Randall Cobb back at practice for the second day in a row. He is probably not going to play this week, but has a chance to play next week. And let me say this. Um, 
when it comes to how you're going to handle Jair Alexander and a couple different, and Randall Cobb falls into this bucket. I think having to beat the Lions in week 18 benefits the Packers in this way. It gives, it's going to give you a chance to play Randall Cobb if he's healthy enough to go and play Jair Alexander if he's healthy enough to go. Get them some reps and then get them some rest if you can get the first round by. Beat the beat Sean Mannion and then go and beat the Lions, whoever's playing quarterback for them. And you should you should beat both of these teams. Like I said, they will be two they are two touchdown favorites against the Vikings. It went from seven and a half to 14 and a half. Now, is that fair? Yeah, Sean Mannion's like not good, but like 12 and a half, 13 and a half. But there, there are reasons, tease reasons and various other things why they, they're going to really blow up that line. I think also there's a, an emotional element to it of just like who is betting on Sean Mannion in this game. So you have to make the line high enough that like people aren't going to do that. Um, but getting getting to get those guys some reps works. It makes sense. Get them some work. Be, be, be up 20 in the second half and then play Jordan Love and Malik Taylor and Amari Rogers and some of these other guys to get them some work. That would be great. That would be great to get both. Now, in a perfect world, um, you, you, you know, you don't have to play anybody, but I, I think you want Randall Cobb to get some work. You want Jair Alexander to get some work in a perfect world. David Bakhtiari would be getting some work. And maybe if it's a game where you have to play and win, David Bakhtiari will get some practice and then some rest and then practice with the idea that he could play in the divisional round. That's a that's a that's a good plan, I think. I, I think there are positive and negatives. I see both sides to the sit everybody in week 17, week 18 this year. Um I I, I like having to go beat the Lions. I like having to go beat the Lions. Because it gives you this opportunity to play these guys in, in a game that st- does still mean something. If it means nothing, if Dallas loses to Arizona, the Packers will know by the time that their game kicks. Then you have no incentive to play those guys. And I'd like to see them get some work. Do I think it matters? No. Well, I, I don't want to say that. Do I think it's a big deal? No. But I do think there is a fringe benefit to getting those guys some live reps before the playoffs. Taylor Murphy says, my first listen in the morning, shout out to you and to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen. Had someone hit me up on Twitter, say, first listen, how about last listen? As in last listen of 2021, my last show that I want to listen to in 2021, shout out to you. And shout out to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen of the day and who might make it their last listen of 2021. We will be right back here in 2022. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the college football bowl season, pro football playoffs. Uh, the um, college football playoff is being played right now. It's going on, in fact, in the room behind me. It's on the TV. I, I can't watch it. We're going to finish up, and I'm going to go watch it. Bet online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On to get that bonus. Basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers inside Bet Online, where the game starts.
Um, listen, chat, if you want to tell me what's going on in the game, please, I would love to hear the score. Um, Cincinnati was keeping it close, but not close enough. Last time that I checked when we started this live recording, we are live on Fridays. I know we only have a couple more of these to do this year, but if you're not hanging out with us at 5.30 Central, 6.30 Eastern time um, on, on the Locked on Packers YouTube page, why not? And subscribe to our video series. We're here every day on YouTube as well. All right, Sean Manning at quarterback. How much is he worth relative to Kirk Cousins? Because this was a seven and a half point game. It turned into a 14 and a half point game. I think that's a probably a little too much, but then, but then again, what, what would the number be? What would the number be that would make you say, oh yeah, I like the Vikings. I like the, I like the value. It would take a lot, right? So look, I, I think um this is a Vikings team. Cam Dantzler not expected to play. He's doubtful. Um, they're they're dealing with some other injuries. No Adam Thielen. And although KJ Osborne is a good player, you're getting Dalvin Cook back. It's Sean Mannion, man. So I think this is one of those like 31-17 kind of games. It might be Mike Zimmer's final stand. How much does that play into this? Um, those of you that listened yesterday to Luke Braun, he mentioned this could be Aaron Rodgers' chance to kill Mike Zimmer once and for all in a football sense. Like if the Packers win and the Vikings don't make the playoffs, it might be Sia to Mike Zimmer. And it's their 3-3-1. Three, three and one. It's the rubber match in that way. So both sides are certainly going to be motivated. The difference is Aaron Rodgers has Matt LaFleur and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I think they're going to be able to score points in this game. Maybe it's 27 to 13, something like that. I don't know how the Vikings score enough points. Even with Dalvin Cook, the offense has been just kind of a mess. And the... The game the last time out, I know the I know the Vikings were 34 in that game. So much of it was lucky because the Packers front dominated. Dominated. Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Zadarius Smith, or excuse me, not Zadarius Smith, Kenny Clark, different, different stud uh, uh front player. Kingsley Kiki. They were able to get downhill and get after Kirk Cousins. If they're able to do that against Sean Mannion, it's over. It's over. And Green Bay made 30 look easy. The last time these two teams played. Easy. After the first quarter, of course. Because they're contractually obligated to suck in the first quarter, apparently. This Packers team is clearly better. If Kirk Cousins were playing, I think that 7, 7.5 number would have made sense. Without Kirk Cousins, they are they are like probably one of the five or six worst teams in the league. You should beat those teams by two touchdowns. That's it. So I expect the Packers to go out to do it. It's going to be five degrees. The Vikings playing with a backup quarterback. Their season is all but lost. Go out, take the lead early. As Sam is saying in the comments, a quick start is crucial. And take their take their want to. It's going to be freezing. And then they hand the ball to A.J. Dillon and let him do the rest. I think that works. That works. Green Bay gets a win. I'll say 27 to 13. I think that's a that's a good number. I don't see how Minnesota is able to score consistently. So I think I think the Packers will do enough to stop Dalvin Cook that they will not let him beat them. They need to they need to come out with a little bit more intensity than they have. They need to come out with a little more juice, a little more verve. Someone pointed out I say that word a lot. Um, and I, I think I think in a divisional round against a backup quarterback, we've seen this before. Not divisional round, divisional game, but um, 
you know, Zach Cruz made the joke they should bring Joe Webb off the scrap heap and sign him and play him just for old time's sake. I think it's going to be a very similar situation where the Packers defense gets things right. It's a get right game for the defense and they get rolling a little bit here as we head to the playoffs, getting Jair Alexander back just from an emotional standpoint. It's a little bit of a boost and um, we we get rolling here into week 18. So follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the, the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-340. 341-3775 to stay locked on Packers.